Hello, spirit friends. Welcome to Words of Wisdom. I'm your host, Minerva Maharaj. This podcast offers you practical spirituality to help you reach the highest and best version of yourself. I'm a former NBA Toronto Raptors dancer turned certified spiritual life coach, and my intention is to help you shift out of mediocrity closer to a life of your dreams. Words of Wisdom offers practical life and spiritual guidance, life-shifting tools, and helps raise your vibration to align to the life you truly desire. Now let's get connecting to your highest and best self. Welcome to episode 24 of Words of Wisdom. I'm your host, Minerva Maharaj, and I'm so grateful you're joining me here today. Before we start off, I just want to say Happy New Year and Happy New Decade. This is the first episode of 2020, and it's intended to set you up for success by the end of this year. So what do you want to achieve by the end of 2020? Where do you want to be? Who do you want to be? How do you want to feel? And when you take a moment and think about the answers to those questions, because no matter what you want out of this year, there's one thing you need to be successful. And that's what this episode is about. So maybe you have your goals set. Maybe you started thinking about it since the end of last year. Maybe you started at the beginning of this year. Maybe you're still thinking about it, but there's one thing you need. The number one thing on your list in order to be successful 2020. So that's what this episode is about. So what's that thing you need in order to be successful this year? Now this is coming from experience. I found that when I was making my goals this year in terms of what's the next level income I wanna hit, well, how many clients do I wanna see by the end of this year? What are my health goals this year? I was listing off all of these things and as great and possible and exciting as they feel for me, they still felt a bit limited. And here's why, because whatever I put my mind to is still pretty limited compared to what is possible. So what I decided to do when I was writing down the number goals, the marks I want to hit, this is what I want to achieve. These are the tangibles I want by the end of 2020. I realized at the end of the day, the way I want to feel and the person I want to be is the person who lives in my infinite being. I want to live in that state. I want my state of being for this entire year to be in the state of infinite being, that infinite being of who I truly am, that expansive, limitless, light-filled being. And if I live from that place, all I want is possible and more and greater this or something greater will be possible and once i start living and anchoring in that truth of i want to be in my infinite being i i'm living in my infinite being i want to take the word out actually Um, that would be another episode where i talk about eliminating the word out out of our vocabulary but who i want to be by the end of this year is a person who's lived in their infinite being and when you i believe when you live in that space you are reaching your fullest potential and you're reaching everything you want and more, everything that was intended for you. And that just brings an expansion and a light and lightness to the goals that you have set for yourself. 
it's really allowing you to reach the fullest potential of what's possible in your mind and beyond that for this year. So how do you live in that place? So that is what my number one suggestion is for you for this year is the number one thing you need to do to be successful in 2020 is to, are you ready? Have a spiritual practice. Now, before you go taking it off, (laughs) this episode off, please hear me out. You need a spiritual practice. And I want to give this a, a fresh breath to it, like a new set of eyes towards this. I want you to hear this differently because this is something we hear that we should meditate. We should have our me time and all those stuff ends up becoming so... Um, mundane and numb and also something that we may feel really bad if we don't get to do it. So I'm going to also give you three steps of how to set up a successful spiritual practice for yourself. But let me talk first a little bit about what's the importance around having a spiritual practice. Now, I believe if you're listening to this, I tend to draw a lot of listeners who are action takers, who are achievers, who are high achievers, high goal setters, and they go after it. They do what they got to do. And I just want to applaud you for all of that because that is such a beautiful strength. And that's so great for you. I also know also resonating and being that type of person as well, that sometimes we can go too long and too far with that aspect of ourselves. We go too far and live too long in the being and uh, sorry, in the doing versus being in the being of who we are. Remember, we are human beings, not human doings. And we tend to live in the doing part of us for too long. We live in the masculine. We are too, uh, you know, we get too mental, we get too focused. Um, And not that this is a bad thing, but what I'm trying to say is sometimes we stay so long in the doing lane and we're just going after things. We have our to-do list. We're taking action. We're doing, 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 doing. And there's a point where you get burnt out, where you get stuck, where you get you don't know what to do next. And that's because you're too long in the doing and we forget about the being aspect of ourselves. And so this is why it's so important to have a spiritual practice that you do every day or as much as you can during the week. This should be a gentle, easy practice. And I feel like if you're saying, I don't have time, I have way too much to do, this is more reason for you to implement a spiritual practice into your life. Now, let me share why. So at the end of 2019, beginning, middle of December, I shared a little bit on my Instagram at Goddess of Wisdom Coach, if you're following, or if not, please follow. Um, (laughs) But I share a lot of personal things on there. And one of the things I was feeling, I was kind of getting like intertwined in the whirlwind of how are you going to spend the last four weeks of 2019? Are you going to hustle through and push through and get those rest of the goals? And I kind of like geared up and like, oh, got to tie everything up for this year. Did I achieve my goals? And on plus, I was trying to wrap up and take on so much for the end of the year. And it was time for me to reassess what was going on because 
I got totally burnt out and I literally felt like I was running in mud. I was kind of like the image I get is like Fred Flintstone who's running in the same spot. I was going so fast but not going anywhere and it was just like I want to get there but I can't. My body was telling me I had to stop. So I was going off for vacation and I decided to even start my vacation earlier while I was in Toronto um, and really slow down and just close off uh, the loose ends, the things that were most important, everything else could wait. And what I had to do is literally take a day to completely decompress. And this was after a couple of weeks of me not really connecting to my spiritual practice. And we'll talk about what a spiritual practice is because it's different for everyone. But for me on that particular day, I just had to drop my daughter off to the babysitters, uh, to my mother-in-laws. And I came home and I just sat there and I had the fireplace lit, I had my tea, I had my journal, and I asked, what do I need? And I really, I remember just sitting there for like 30 minutes of just kind of zoning out because it's almost like everything had to decompress in the mind and in the body and in the spirit. And then I started, okay, let me just, what, what feels good in this moment? And that was start writing. What feels good in this moment after I was writing? Pick a card. What feels good in the next moment? Just close your eyes, meditate. What feels good in this moment? Breathe. And then once I took that time for to really get grounded and centered again at home with some music playing, I ended up going out for lunch. And then I was like, I'm gonna go do uh, run some errands, some things I need to do for myself, for my self-care. And then the next day I felt rejuvenated and I had all this energy to kind of knock off a bunch of things that were most important for the end of the year. Now, the reason I'm sharing that is because, again, I took a couple of weeks of missing my spiritual practice of meditating and doing the things I do that makes me feel centered and grounded. And it took a few weeks of me missing that and coming to this point where I was like, oh, I just like I hit a wall and I just couldn't get through as much as my mind wanted to keep going until the day I had to leave for our family vacation. But my body and my energy was shouting at me and I had to slow down. And at the beginning of 2020, you know, I felt rejuvenated. I felt good. I took a lot of time to really rejuvenate and refresh and listen to myself and what I needed over the holidays. And it felt really good and renewing. I felt refreshed. Now come January 1st, 2020, you know, in my mind, I thought, okay, I'm going to be ready to go and keep going. But it, the reminder was really to ground and and strengthen the spiritual practice. So it's been a couple of weeks. Yes, I've gotten work done, but I haven't been so much in my head and I haven't been so much on, I gotta get this done for this deadline. Cause there were a few things that in my mind I wanted done by a certain date, it didn't get done. But when I grounded back into my spiritual practice, I just gave myself more freedom and permission and more ease. And end of the day, when I went to bed, I felt fulfilled whether something was checked off of my list or not. And that's why spiritual practice is so important because it really grounds you. It really puts things in perspective and it really fuels you and gives you the energy, gives you the right mindset. It gives you everything you need in order to be successful that day, that week, and therefore 
the end of the year. So one thing I'm committing to is that spiritual practice for myself. Now let's talk about what does a spiritual practice mean? So a spiritual practice is something, is, is a ritual that makes you feel connected to yourself and that of a higher power. If you've been following for a while, you know I talk about spirit source creator. There's a higher power above us, above, uh, all around us that lives within us. And it's a co-creation, that journey that we're on. And so when we take that time to spiritually connect in the morning, I recommend, but again, it could be anytime because this is a practice that feels nurturing and it feels good and it soothes your soul. Now, when you take that time, for me, I find that it's most significant. It makes the biggest, dif- biggest difference for me in the morning when I do that in the morning for about 30, 45 minutes, an hour if I can. When you're consistent with this on a daily basis, you don't keep you don't run into that going and running hard for so long and then crashing and being exhausted or possibly even being sick so I think it's so important to have the spiritual practice so that you're grounded you're level-headed throughout the day you feel good throughout the day you get more accomplished for yourself for your family for your work for your business whatever line of work you're in and for your health. And once you have these more balanced days, more than not, that comes really, I feel like it always comes back to a grounded spiritual practice. So if does that sound like something you want? Do you find like you're going, you're getting burnt out a lot by maybe the end of the month, by maybe in a couple of weeks, we all get this excitement and we're geared up for these goals and that's excellent. But the number one thing you need and the base you need to make all those goals successful is a spiritual practice, something that makes you feel grounded, makes you centered, connected, connected to your true self, the true vibration, the true infinite being of you that's connected to your true powers, the expansiveness, the lightness, the infinite energy and possibility that is you and that is connected all one within this world. So when you can tap in and get to that place every day or as much as you can, the stronger that connection gets, the stronger that vibration is and the easier it is to reconnect to that and notice it, notice when you're off target, when you've kind of steered off path. And that is normal too. That's part of the spiritual journey. But this is about setting a foundation. And if you can make this your number one commitment, everything else you want, everything else on your list, everything else on your goal list by the end that you want to accomplish by the end of 2020 will come with more ease and flow, expansion, and more. So What are the things you need for a spiritual practice? So I have three tips here of how to create a spiritual practice that is easy and doable for you. So number one, choose a sacred place. Just choose a place that you can commit to every day. It's like your space. It's a space that's calling you. Maybe it's a certain part of the house where you have this big, beautiful window and you can make a little, you can sit and put a little pillow or a chair there and it's just your corner. Maybe it's a part in your office. Maybe it's a part in your bedroom. Maybe you have a yoga room or a meditation altar that you have for yourself. Just choose a space that you can commit to and you can go there routinely and it'll be easy. And also part of choosing the space for yourself is have those items that you need 
so that it's easier. So for me, every night before I go to bed, and which now I'm committing to, and I have been doing pretty well the past week on this, um, or whenever I set the intention, okay, I'm going to wake up to do my spiritual practice, I set up what I need the night before. So I roll out my meditation mat, I have my journal and pen there, I have my tea mug out with the tea bag in there, and I fill up the kettle so that first thing in the morning, I could just turn on the kettle and then go wash up, and then I come back and my tea is ready. Um, so have those items ready in the place so it's easy and it's just inviting for you, makes you want to go there. So what are those things that you need that makes the space special and nurturing for you? Number two is choose a time. Set up a time that will be easy for you. Set up a time that will be a win for you. So for me, I noticed, and I experimented with this, especially since now I have an 18 month old. But of course, when you have a newborn, that spiritual practice is a little wonky. It's some days you get it, some days you don't. And there's so many days I've missed. Um, so I do know the contrast. I knew, do know the difference of having a spiritual practice and missing my spiritual practice. I notice a difference within myself, how I feel off, how I don't feel grounded, how I can lose my temper. I could be, you know, short with my husband a bit bit more and my thinking is not as clear and my perspective is not as clear. So I noticed the best time for me to do this is in the morning before I do anything else. And the word is do before I have to do anything for my daughter, for our house, even for myself, for my business, before I get to emails, anything. So I find if I can just schedule 30 minutes in the morning, that will be great. It'll make such a difference in my day. If you can just commit to 30 minutes in your day for yourself so that the remaining of the 24 hours of the day go smoothly, isn't that a great investment? Versus missing that 30 minutes or whatever time you have set aside, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45, an hour for yourself. Like what is it worth missing, letting go of that time and then having the remainder of 24 hours of that day be frustrating, overwhelming, unsure, not fulfilling, just off track and just, you know, just not you showing up as your best self. So, you know, what will you gain simply by that 30 minutes versus those 24 hours that you could, it, that 30 minutes can make such a difference of the remaining of the day, the remaining hours of the day. I hope you get what I'm saying here. So, Choose a time that works best for you. For me, it's in the morning and because that's before everyone else is up in the house and before my mind goes, okay, I can go to my to-do list. Now, this morning I got up and I did 45 minutes, which felt really good. And I meditated, I had my tea, I did a few yoga stretches. And then by then my daughter was up. I set my intention. I worked through the, and then I got up, I tended to her, we got ready and the rest of the day is going so much smoothly and I just feel like I have time and I'm knocking off things off of my list and the day is halfway complete. So that is, you know, choose a time that will, you know, you can commit to. If you do in the evening, that's okay too, as long as you know you will commit to that. So, and have a backup plan. So if you don't get to the morning, for myself, I make sure I do something in the nighttime. So that includes just playing meditation, um, like night meditation music. I have a journal at my bed near my nightstand, on my nightstand, sorry. 
specifically for nighttime journaling, uh, where I do mind dumping, where I do my gratitude list, anything I need to do to be clear-minded. And then sometimes I just put on a simple five, 10 minute night meditation before I go to bed. So that's no more than 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes. And that way I go to bed feeling grounded and clear. And so choose one time that will set you up for the day and then have a backup time just in case. Um, And then step number three, choose things that are nurturing to you. So what are some things that soothes your soul, that fuels your energy, that just lights you up? Again, I mentioned a few things and I'm just sharing some of my examples. Um, For me, it's hot water and lemon in the morning or hot tea, yoga stretches, journaling, Um, visualizations in the morning, visualizing my ideal day, my ideal life, doing an expansion meditation where I expand my energy out, which by the way, the next episode, episode 25, I will be leading you through a guided meditation to help expand your energy and connect to that infinite being of you to carry throughout the day. So stay tuned for that. But these are some things that for me are nurturing for me, writing, Uh, meditating, visualizing, yoga stretches, some essential oils, some tea and meditation music in the background. And sometimes I have the candles lit or the fireplace lit or even all of it. Um, Choose the things that are most nurturing for you that feels good. Um, And you're really, what you're doing is you're really nurturing yourself and honoring yourself the beginning of the day, getting centered, getting clear, getting connected to who you truly are, and also getting connected to that higher power source energy, whatever that word is for you, God, spirit, source, connecting to that higher power, that be, that's around you and within you and lives within you. And when you connect and get grounded and channeled through that space, the day just flows so much smoother, the ideas come, the action follows with more ease, and the result of the day is you going to bed feeling fulfilled, feeling accomplished, and the result with accumulation of repeated action over time and being consistent with this is by the end of the year, you can look back and be, see that you're that person you've always wanted to be. You are feeling what you always wanted to feel. You will feel how you think you're going to feel by achieving all these goals. So really it's just like a shortcut in my mind to achieve all you want and more. And of course, that doesn't say you don't take consistent action around your goals, but this is just creating a breeding ground, a solid foundation and being in that energy and the vibration of who you want to be and how you want to feel when you achieve those goals. So why not be that energy now? Why not feel that energy now of all the things you really want and how you think you're going to feel once you achieve those goals? So that's what you're doing really by creating a spiritual practice. So I really hope you found this helpful today. Please leave a review. Let me know what you think about it. If you've been following for a while or if this is the first time, please leave a review. And also, I really appreciate it if you post about it to share this with other people because my intention is to expand and connect to as many people as possible to help you live into in the infinite being that you truly are. So I really hope you enjoyed this. Be sure to tag me when you follow at Goddess of Wisdom Coach and 
I'll see you next week where I'll be sharing a guided meditation to help you expand in your infinite being. I love you so much. Sending love and light. Ladies, are you feeling frustrated, stuck, and unhappy where you are? You feel like something's pulsing within you, wanting to break free. You sense there may be something more for you, but you're not quite sure what that is or how to get there. If this sounds like you, you could be going through an awakening. And I have an amazing online women's circle called the Awakened Women's Circle. I've created this online circle to help you elevate, envision, and expand into the woman you were meant to be. In this online class, you will get clear on where you are and where you want to go, discover what's blocking from moving forward with your goals, and experience a beautiful new moon meditation that will help supercharge the manifestations of your desires. You'll also walk away with an actionable plan to help you step into the next level of your life and career. The Awakened Woman Circle is taking place on the next new moon, and the first one starts on Thursday, November 28th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. To get the next class and more information along with registration, please visit goddessofwisdom.ca forward slash women's hyphen circle. And best part, it's only $11. See you there.